Good morning, everybody. I hope you got yourselves a big old cup of coffee, because I absolutely don't right now, and it uh, it's very sad. So, got a very interesting day for you. Going to be talking about the big Cardano news of the day, some Tezos partnerships, Binance doing some weird stuff, John McAfee and Ghost, and Tether somehow failing its way to the top. And then another five things that I don't want to list here. So let's get into things. Um, as always, anything discussed, all the articles, links are in the description so you can check them out for yourself. But the big thing, oh, the big thing, Cardano. The Shelly code has been successfully implemented into the main net. Oh man, the Node software version 1.14.2 contains all of the Shelly logic and functions, as well as the combinator that will activate the hard fork on July the 29th per the roadmap. And that's what blows me away. They're following the roadmap. I'm trying so hard not to just curse out of pure joy. It's awesome. So they announced this in a blog post. The new Daedalus Shelly wallet is now available for balance check, and all state pool operators and ADA holders who have delegated their stake on the ITN or the Shelly incentivized testnet can use the new version to check which rewards they have received that are, that are going to be transferred over to the mainnet. So if you participated in the testnet, which I'm that type of person, I actually did which was crazy to me. It was so weird and so hard trying to figure out, but I did it thanks to a helpful guide I found online, and I actually earned a little bit of ADA. Not a crazy amount, but whoo, finally. So yeah, mission accomplished. So yeah, they actually, uh, today they, well, late last night they dropped it, and today they're prepping because the second and the third, they're actually gonna be holding a virtual summit to talk about all things Cardano. So it's gonna be very interesting. I expect there's gonna be even more big news there since as of right now, everything on their roadmap is dropping on time. So yeah, no, for the next two weeks, so the 7th and the 14th, um, they're going to you know see how this goes. Then on the 21st, they'll tell everybody who has a Daedalus wallet that they need to upgrade to the new version, which has Byron and Shelley functionality on it and then they'll do the hard fork on the 29th of July with staking on the roadmap set to begin on August the 18th of this year exciting times I actually I had a dream because I read this before I went to bed late last night and my dream Cardano was ten and a half cents when I woke up it is not ten and a half cents but it's closing in on nine I think it's like 8.8 .8 cents right now so I am over the moon I'm so happy for this project I'm not gonna lie I own what I consider to be a decent amount of Cardano especially if we get a 10x or a hundred X so I'm very excited to see what the future brings but I can't yell about Cardano for 30 minutes I doubt half of you would want that so let's jump to article 2 we'll talk about Tezos so they're partnering up with Bolt Labs to integrate some layer two privacy protocols for Bitcoin. Hey, good for Tezos. See, that's, that's another good little thing. So, but yeah, originally called Bolt ZK Channels, the version one protocol saw the light of day earlier in the year. Uh, they announced it enables private payments via zero knowledge, proof of knowledge techniques with cryptocurrencies like Zcash and Bitcoin in mind. So it's gone through a couple upgrades. They've done a couple different things. 
So yeah, both the consumer and the merchant end up viewing different data on the channel's state. More precisely, the customer is aware of the distribution of the funds, while the merchant knows the total channel balance, but can't link to any payments, any received payments to it. However, ZK channels can be safe closed down at any time by either party. There we go. Nice little thing. And the protocol is running on Tezos blockchain. So there we go. It's very cool. Uh, they're saying it's already live for Bitcoin and should operating should start operating on Zcash soon. And following the integration on Tezos, the company expects to receive a number of features. And that's cool. Good for Tezos. Good for ZK channels. Bringing some uh, more more use cases to the space. Uh, all right. Talking about Binance as well. So it looks like, according to this article, they're preparing to buy a majority stake in the crypto startup Swipe, mid plans to roll out its debit card. So that would be pretty interesting. Binance is taking the world by storm. They are the Amazon to the crypto space, only from what I can tell, they treat their workers way better and have decent benefits. But I don't know, I could be wrong. Might need to look into it a little bit more, but they are definitely everywhere. So they're reportedly finalizing a deal to buy the majority stake in the platform Spipe.io. So it sets the stage for the crypto exchange to roll out its own debit card, which would be really interesting. So yeah, it was it announced in April it was working on a Binance card that could let you pay for goods and services with their Bitcoin or Binance coin balances in their wallet. Adding a little bit more use cases to thing. I'm not a huge, huge fan of debit cards personally, but that's getting into finance, but it's good to see that more and more of these things are becoming available for those of us who want to do them. So yeah, Swipe offers crypto-funded Visa debit cards on top of its multi-currency crypto wallet services. So integrating with Binance, I mean the code base is probably different, but it's probably going to be pretty easy, and Binance backing it will enable them to distribute possibly worldwide, which would be really, really cool. So swipe.io, definitely something to watch for. Um, if they got a token and you're feeling squirrely, again, this is not financial advice. Do your own thing, do your own research, do not freaking trust me, but hey. Uh, and then also, <laughs> Binance is getting uh, an emoji on Twitter as its uh, third anniversary comes close. That's it, it's only been three years. Whew, crazy, crazy to think, but yeah, now they're getting a Twitter you're getting a little Twitter symbol. That's fun. Not not too much to talk about on this one. It's just kind of cool, and it just shows how cryptocurrencies, one, are infiltrating our everyday lives, and two, that freaking Binance at three years old has established such a huge spot in the cryptocurrency space, and it's something we should all keep an eye on. I've got big, big ideas on where this company could go, like huge especially with the way that they have been doing things so far Cheng Penzao. but hey we gotta talk about John McAfee over here this crazy oh god this crazy MFR like I cannot uh, he's definitely a cryptocurrency proponent and weeks after he launched his own privacy token ghost apparently it's already seeing real-life utilization at the Hong Kong Disneyland so it looks like McAfee said it himself. Ghost is now being used at Disneyland in Hong Kong. Slowly but surely, the world is recognizing what we've done, and there are way, way more features coming down the next three months. 
I actually saw ghosts popping up on a couple websites back in April and through May, and honestly, I thought it was a meme. I thought it was a joke. Um, John McAfee is a huge proponent of the crypto space to the point of almost being a self-parody. <laughs> so I didn't take it seriously, and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is real, and it definitely looks like it might actually become a really good thing. So yeah, but if you don't know who John McAfee is, uh, think of McAfee Security. Uh, he's the former, former antivirus software tycoon, and he is a very popular, in certain circles, cryptocurrency uh, proponent. So he's doing, he's done some big things. But yeah, no, so the team behind it outlined another feature coming in July, so decentralized crowdfunding. They didn't give really precise details, and the website is not completed. Shame on you guys. The team said pretty soon you'll be able to start a crowdfunded campaign completely anonymous and decentralized for any purpose, reason, idea, or more. Oh, man. There's so many good and bad things you could do with that, but all of them great. So, yeah. So, he's also informed us that an encrypted chat app will employ the ghost blockchain. Uh, dubbed it Teleghost. <laughs> okay. Uh, it will allow users to link their contacts and history from other apps of full integration with Telegram. Pretty cool. Uh, McAfee, as you guys might be aware, given his uh, former job, is a vocal privacy supporter. And he's also noted that every regular smartphone would be able to become untrackable soon. Huh, that's pretty cool. Now, I can see a lot of governments not liking this. They like their control, even though for most of human history, you couldn't track anyone anywhere. So, you know, whatever. But hey, before I get into a long digression, let's hop over and talk about Tether. Number five. Oh man, so it's crossed $10 billion in market cap, which leaves any other competing megacoin in the dust. I'll be honest, Telegram, or Telegram, Tether has had a lot of controversies throughout its time, and so uh, people use it. It's got first mover advantage. Uh, it's the big one. It's the first one. A uh, year-to-date growth on it of 144%. Dear Lord, so it started the year at $4.1 It just shows the adoption rate that is currently going on. Uh, the second largest one by market cap is the USDC coin. Um, it looks like it's getting close to a billion. So second place has 10% of the market cap as the first place, which is insane to me. And then, of course, Binance launched a stable coin early this year, and that's actually ranking fourth at 166 million. So you can see how it's kind of, you know, Tether is the big boy. It really is. It's number three on coin market cap. Um, it's insane. It really is. And they've had, you know, Paxo Standard is here, and it's like number third. But it's it's kind of stagnating. Um, True USD is kicking around, and all these other things. These stable coins, to me, I find them to be really nice. Um, I like being able to switch from. Bitcoin to true USD and back again because you can lock in gains without ever converting to cash. It's a nice little sidestep for different things. And you can also earn interest on certain uh, wallets and exchanges by holding a stable coin. That's kind of nice. So yeah, but hey, 
let's move on. All right, so let's talk about well, this article over here at Decrypt stating that Ethereum 2.0 will walk and quote-unquote roll for two years before it can run. Oh, the puns. So basically, uh, Vitalik Buterin came out stating that new scaling technology will help the network grow while the Ethereum network upgrades, uh, utilizing what's known as ZK rollups. It'll allow Ethereum to scale to thousands of transactions per second, but there are just a few concerns about the technology. So if you don't know who Vitalik is, he is the brain behind Ethereum, uh, one of the co-founders. Very, very smart dude. Um, he's a savant when it comes to cryptocurrencies and math in general. So yeah, so he's stating that you know the next major Ethereum upgrade will have to lean on current scaling methods for a couple years. Um, and he's stated that ZK rollups may become the dominant scaling paradigm for at least a couple of years. Wow, okay. He's thrown around some pretty big words. Look, we're all looking for Ethereum 2.0 to kick off because it will finally uh, introduce proof of stake, which will allow um, the network to be governed slightly differently and allow users to earn rewards for validating transactions versus mining blocks, which take a lot less electricity. So, uh, when complete, they're saying Ethereum 2.0 is expected to expand the transaction speed to 10, oh god, 100,000 transactions per second. Um, if that were to be the case, wow, here we come real world. Visa and MasterCard, I believe, can both handle up to 50,000. Um, but they're saying, that he's saying there's going to be at least a two-year delay. Um, so, he explained it on Twitter, basically that Ethereum's data capacity will be upgraded before its computational power, so it means we'll be able to store more data but not process more transactions. So this is due to the outline of the Ethereum 2.0 roadmap, uh, which will see the Ethereum we all know eventually become one of 64 shards in Ethereum 2.0. These shards, which can be thought of as horizontal expansions, will be able to hold and move data. However, the process of harnessing their shared compute Computing power to increase Ethereum 2.0's transaction output will be a multi-year effort, which then brings us over to these weird ZK rollups. So they work with the current Ethereum network and allow it to process more transactions. Uh, they actually do this by processing them off the blockchain and then upload them every so often. Uh, it's a really interesting way to increase the number of transactions without like overflowing the network. Um, and there was actually a decentralized exchange called Loopring. Uh, they've actually used this method. Um, they claim to be able to handle over 2,000 transactions per second thanks to the technology, which for a smaller DEX is pretty good. And that probably handles pretty much all the traffic they get in a very quick, efficient, and timely manner. If they grow, they might wanna, they'll obviously want to continue to invest in the ZK rollups, but you gotta trust them. So setting up a ZK rollup relies on a centralized party, like a developer. Um, it actually undermines decentralization, and it can open a risk for social engineering, hacking attacks, or developers manipulating their code. So it's not perfect by any means, and I'm not sold on it. But Ethereum is um, falling behind, honestly, in terms of 
what this network can do and the delays in bringing the upgrades that other coins are starting to chop at the bit, Cardano being one of them. So will they turn to ZK rollups? It's looking like they will, um, but they're gonna need to do a little bit more to assuage us of the potential risks. So moving on, let's hop over to Ripple. Uh, looks like it was the price of XRP being pushed down by the sales of Chet Michaela. Oh man. So yeah, so an XRP whale speculates on the reasons behind the downtrend the assets had over the past three years. Um, they are saying it's a price suppression attempt by Jed McCaleb, who's one of Ripple's co-founders. Oh man. So they actually took a look at uh, Jed McCaleb's XRP sales, and since 2014, he sold more than a billion. So eh, I see the argument. You're flooding the market with new XRP to keep the price down. Eh, that, that's a decent argument. I mean, is he doing it intentionally or does he just need money because he's overextending his lifestyle, I think is, is more the question here. Yeah, is it being done malignantly or is it being done because he needs the cash on hand? So it's estimated Michaela makes a daily profit between $400,000 and $600,000 US from his sales. Um, in the first quarter of 2020, he actually sold $26 million. Uh, by comparison, the Ripple Foundation sold $1.75 million in the same period. Jeez, yeah, he's really, man. But he's like, yeah, the market has known for years I'm selling my XRP at a slow and steady rate. Well, I'd say it's a fast and steady rate, but that's my opinion. My investment decisions are not based on any desire to negatively impact other companies in this industry. So, yeah, um... The argument is that you know XRP is dropping because of him selling, and he's like, I don't know if it is or not. This is how I do my investments, and I'm not doing it for anything. So, yeah, maybe it's uh, you know being done with uh, bad intent, and maybe it's just him rebalancing a portfolio. Because if you can sell more than a billion uh, XRP and earn yourself four hundred to six hundred thousand dollars a day in doing it and then diversify those funds into other crypto projects and other investments. I mean, yeah, don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. Like what he's doing makes logical sense to me, but the XRP people who are criticizing this are actually absolutely right. It is probably helping to keep the price down. All right, moving on, we gotta talk about Bitcoin. It actually closes its third best Q2 in history with 42% gains. Okay. Good for them. Good for us. So yeah, after a negative Q1 this year, uh, where it lost 10% of its value, it plunged. Despite plunging 50% by mid-March, the asset has rocketed up 42% in quarter two. Oh yeah, I believe you all remember that. It dropped down into like the 3500s there for a hot minute, and then it came back up, and then it dropped back down, and back up, and back down. Um, Right now, however, um, you know, it's kind of on the downtrend, though a lot of people are blaming, um, you know, COVID-19, you know, the pandemic caused, you know, worldwide lockdowns, and at one point even went to the negative territory as its supply was substantially higher than its demand. However, we know now that Grayscale is buying up three times more Bitcoin than is being mined, so that's kind of doing that type of thing. 
Uh, gold has increased its value. It's up about 16%. Uh, Bitcoin, according to SKU, is up 27% year to date. Not too bad. Look. And we're prepping for an interesting last half of the year. We got the Shelly rollout, the initial upgrades to Ethereum 2.0, Tezos partnerships, VeChain partnerships. Like, the cryptocurrency space is expanding demand is rising and i'm very interested to see how the market reacts when things start getting really really hard to buy okay this last one's about coin gecko rounded off with something a little fun uh, they added crypto exchanges cybersecurity ratings to its trust store so hey look at that you can actually go on coin gecko uh, they partnered up with this cybersecurity firm hackin to incorporate uh, these exchanges into its trust score which is good. Uh, it allows you know the ability of an exchange to maintain a secure environment, and in doing so, they get a high score. And then we can go look at these scores and decide which exchange we want to put our money on based on that. So that is pretty good. It's nice. It gives us a little bit of extra knowledge out there of what we can do to help protect ourselves from potential issues or fraud. Obviously, nothing is ever a hundred percent. Nothing is ever perfect but at least this gives us another way to kind of like see how different exchanges match up. But hey, well, that looks like that is about it for today. Taking a look at the top 10 cryptos by market cap. Bitcoin's kicking around at just under 1% in the green. Actually, everything other than Bitcoin SV is in the green. Uh, SV is down by 1.22%. Cardano flipped EOS and CryptoCoin. It's currently sitting at 8.8 .8 cents, up almost 7% on the day. I can only expect that to increase. Like I said, I had a dream that it was 10 cents, and I hope that dream comes true by end of day. Even if we see some retractment, that's fine. Um, I've got high, high hopes for Cardano, and I'm really hoping that it can flip Binance, Litecoin, SV, and Cash and get into that number five spot. Uh, that would take it from a $2.5 billion market cap to a $4.5 billion market cap. And I think that's really doable with all the announcements that are going on. But hey, we can only see what happens. Uh, thank you for you know, subscribing, liking, commenting, all that stuff. I really do appreciate it. It really helps me out. As always, everything I've talked about is down in the description, so please, please, please do your own research. That is the purpose of this space, is for us to learn and grow together, but separate. Alrighty, talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks.